Welcome to Talking Healthcare, produced by the International Hospital Federation. The Talking Healthcare podcast series will feature healthcare leaders and executives from the IHF's global community, sharing their expertise, knowledge, and insights into cutting-edge topics in healthcare. In this episode, you'll hear from an award-winning hospital how they ensure the well-being and sustainability of their healthcare workers through their innovative programs and strategies. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Lawrence Lai, Chairman of the IHF Awards Committee and Honorary Member of the IHF. I will be your host for today's episode. For those who are joining us for the first time, welcome. For this episode, we will be featuring an IHF Awards Gold Winner. But before I introduce our guest, uh, Mr. Dominic Tung, let me give you a brief background on the IHF Awards Program. The International Hospital Federation's Award, or the IHF Awards, dates back to 2015, when the program was launched with four award categories at the 39th IHF World Hospital Congress in Chicago. Since then, this annual IHF awards have been recognizing excellence in hospitals and healthcare organizations around the world. Last year, a new category was launched to recognize hospitals and health service providers who demonstrated excellence or outstanding achievements in ensuring the well-being and sustainability of healthcare workers through innovative projects or initiatives. Today, we will hear from Dominic Tung, Assistant Director for Human Resources Wellness at Tang Tok Singh Hospital in Singapore about the program which won the Gold Award for the Excellence Award category for healthcare workers' well-being. Welcome, Dominic, and thank you very much for accepting our invitation. Hi, Dr. Lawrence and everyone. Uh, it's a pleasure, and thanks for your invitation and having me in this podcast uh, to share about our program. Our heartiest congratulations to you, uh, Dominic, once again, and your hospital on winning the Gold Award. What does this award mean to you or to your organization? First of all, on behalf of Tantoxin Hospitals, I would like to thank IHF uh, once again for according us the gold title for the excellent award for healthcare workers' well-being. The past two years have been a challenging year for all healthcare workers around the world. I'm sure that uh, everyone is doing their best to take care of their patients as well as their staff. After two years of fighting the pandemic, we're actually pleasantly surprised to be winning this award. It's definitely an honour and a testament to the ongoing work that the hospital has undertaken to care for our staff and ensure their well-being, both physically and mentally, as well as their personal safety. Personally, for myself, it's an information that the work that I've been doing all these years is something important and worthwhile to both the organisation as well as our colleagues. The work definitely would not have been possible without the many supporting efforts and collective efforts by everyone in the hospitals, both administrators, clinician, non-clinician, and even to our supporting staff like the cleaners who were at the front, forefront all this while during the pandemic. So kudos to all our colleagues for making this award possible. 
Yeah, I think definitely the recognition really goes uh, not only to you, but also to your team and a lot of people in the uh, hospital. But uh, could you tell us more about your winning program? How does Tang Tok Singh Hospital demonstrate its commitment to sustaining and maintaining its uh, commitment and maintaining the well-being of its healthcare workers, especially at a time when uh, COVID-19 was raging and causing so much problems to your healthcare workers and patients? The title of our program was PTSH Staff Wellbeing Response Team. The personal well-being of healthcare workers is often overlooked in the fast-paced environment, especially in the large hospitals. Healthcare professionals always face physical, mental, and even emotional strain on a daily basis. Yet there are few safety nets and support systems available to most of us. So the TTSH Staff Wellbeing Response Team was formed in 2020 during the early days of pandemic to provide close support to our staff. Uh, members of this committee or this group came from across hospitals, from both clinical and non-clinical departments, including our backroom support staff. The team had a common goal of maintaining morale, instilling well-being and hope, and helping distressed staff cope with the unrelenting stress for the bug by the pandemic. Specific goals of the team were to ensure that our staff get through the pandemic while our hospital got our patient through the pandemic. Many programs and initiatives were rolled out by the team during the past three years to take care of our staff well-being. We wanted to create a system, not just to help staff withstand, but thrive during the outbreak. So to do this, the team actually adopted these few approaches. We used population-based approach where various stakeholders were engaged so that no one are left behind. Uh, utilize sensing, brainstorming, and even implementation cycle for continuous improvement. So basically, we learn from experience and improve when the next uh, issue comes back again. I think a very important, one of the very important things that we did also is to provide our senior management regular updates so that they know what is happening on the ground while they are fighting the forefront. So this is to better understand the staff morale stress level on the ground. We, main, we use three main sensing mechanisms. So firstly, we actually conducted digitally enabled power survey on a monthly basis, right from at the onset of the pandemic. This allows to track the stress level as well as the reason level of staff. So it was a monthly survey to get feedback from the ground, to hear the challenges and where possible or where necessary, we actually go down to the ground to support the struggling departments, giving them extra support. In the hospital, we do have a program called the Staff Support Staff Program. It's actually a call line whereby staff can call to this hotline if they're in distress, facing challenges, or just need a listening ears. Someone will be on the other end to hear, to receive them. We do track this course and what are the, and provide targeted intervention, intervention to support. So it could be to target personal distress or even burnout. So we came up programs like maybe mindfulness sessions so that we this staff of distress can actually have a moment of respite coming to, to attend this program and get away from the, the uh, fourth front line. Thirdly, a program that we came up, we initiated during COVID was starting this program called the Welfare Officers Initiative. So basically it's a network of staff 
across all hospitals appointed. They become the ears and eyes for us on the ground, providing us feedback as well as supporting the department's head to understand the department's well-being during the pandemic. So um, most of this feedback provided, we, we do provide our senior management regular feedback of what is happening so that in their, their weekly meeting, so that necessary intervention can be furnished to support the staff. So besides the aforementioned, we also have ongoing programs during the past two years. We recognize that uh, coping with mental health is important, but maintaining health and remaining healthy is also part and parcel of uh, being able to fight the, the uh, pandemic better. So we came up innovative, although we are not allowed to gather to meet, we came up with innovative programs relating to health, exercise, eating, to make sure that staff remain healthy and fit, even though they are fighting the pandemic. There was this program that was ground, ground up, it's called Spread a Smile. So it's a campaign that staff goes department goes to the ground and actually put a smile behind the mask to actually boost the morale of colleagues who may be facing stress in the day. So it was actually a ground initiative which was very well received by departments. We also had um, this micro-learning whereby we provide quick tips and maybe details whereby staff can go to to learn about stress management. So it's on the go, learning on the go. We also had cognitive behavior therapy via a bot. So there's this bot MD whereby staff can actually get tips, get simple respect from listening to, to what uh, some of the healthy tips or mental, mental well-being tips to help them cope better for that day. So I think getting, uh, we also received many appreciation and feedback from the community to show the appreciation for our staff and our colleagues for all the hard work and to, to assure that everyone that actually we are all in this all together as a nation and so that the staff are, do receive the moral booster to actually keep on going. So these are just some of the initiatives that we carried out over the past two, three years. I think for a, for a hospital like Tang Tuk Sing Hospital, when you have so many thousands of staff, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, you have a situation where at one time, almost 1,000 of your staff have to be quarantined because of close contact and so on. How would you be able to reach out to so many staff uh, through your programs? I think this is where the, the ground initiative came from the well-being committee. We worked with the family groups. I think most of the affected staff were Definitely our healthcare workers, our doctors, our nurses were quarantined in hospital. So the level of stress that we are talking about is actually increased because on one hand, we have the better to fight in front, while on the other hand, we are shot by about 1,000 staff who are away from hospital. So we do have a ground initiative whereby there were daily calls, so the nurses initiated this daily session for those colleagues who are housed in the hotels, keeping them abreast of what is happening in hospitals, organizing daily programs. We even came out a, a kit whereby all you need to know about quarantine so that actually it's better prepared staff and assure them that 
they are not alone, even though they are away in the, in the hotels or isolated. We are thinking of them. We are wishing them well all the time and also to assure them that things are going well in the hospital. Uh, Dominic, you, you said that your initiative, your hospital's initiative have been appreciated and very much recognized by your patients and the community. So if that is the case, then how has the recognition from the IHF Awards program impacted or benefited your hospital, your staff or patients? Do you have any uh, stories you would like to share with us? I think, first of all, staff safety, health and well-being our key priorities has always been and will continue to enhance and strengthen our safety and health culture. Winning this award reinforces the importance of staff well-being, especially in the area of mental and emotional wellness. Well-being is actually now one of the key pillars in our hospital's workplace and safety health council chaired by our deputy CEO, meaning that senior leadership now has direct involvement and influence in helping drive the well-being culture in the hospital. Staff are actually now more keen to participate in our programs. And the leaders are actually more involved in wanting to take care of their staff and looking after their well-being. They, they believe and they recognize that actually it's a collective effort. It's no longer leaving it all to the hospital or from coming from the top. Ground initiative is just important. So like mentioned earlier, the Spread and Smart was definitely a ground experience initiative that was driven by ground themselves, staff themselves, to actually start helping staff. Now that you have launched this uh, excellent HR program, do you have any other plans for the future? Because COVID is now hopefully a thing of the past. What's next for your organizations? Do you have any uh, other plans or in the pipeline that you would like to introduce and that is also innovative? I do many initiatives were started during the pandemic to attend to our staff needs during that time. Several of the services and intervention introduced have been adopted by hospital as best practices to maintain into the future. So one example is the PAL survey, which we used to carry out during the pandemic time is now being still carried on. Welfare officer, which has now been expanded to across every department in the hospitals. One of the key initiative that was carried out after the pandemic was actually the formation of a staff care unit under HR, HR division, looks into staff mental and well-being exclusively. In the future, we hope to establish a methodology for sensing, intervention, and evaluation for better workplace health. We're also going to leverage on technology and digitalization for further reach and accessibility building on what we had done for BotMD, which I mentioned earlier. Of course, one of the key drivers that we are also going to be moving towards is actually aligning the workplace health, be it mental well-being, physical well-being, emotional well-being, to complement our hospitals as well as our nation population health approach to build a healthier Singapore, healthy AG in short. Well, it's, uh, Dominic, it's really good to know that uh, this excellent program will continue, uh, probably uh, even to enhance to the next level. So this is really very good to know. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Dominic, for sharing with us the Tang Tok Singh Hospital's commitment for sustaining and maintaining the well-being of its healthcare workers. 
may other hospitals and health service provider be inspired by your unique and valuable program? Thanks, Dr. Lai. It has been my pleasure and I definitely look forward to the award again this year. We also hope that more hospitals can come forward to share your projects and best practices to the rest of the hospitals around the world. Thank you. Just like Tang Tuk Sing Hospital, if your hospital or organization is implementing some outstanding projects, programs or services, we encourage you to share them with us by submitting your entries to the IHF Awards. The submission for the IHF Awards this year will open in March. The winners will be invited to the award ceremony and gala dinner to be held during the 46th IHF Hospital Congress in Lisbon in October. For inquiries, please send an email to awards at ihf.fih.org. This is Lauren Lai saying goodbye to all of you. Thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and head on to Anchor, Apple, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Make sure you will never miss an episode from us. For more information on the International Hospital Federation, you may visit www.ihf-fih.org. Please stay tuned for the announcement of call for entries for the IHF Awards. Goodbye!